Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Here's just a sample of this month's bonus episode, which you can get by signing up for What Fresh Hell Plus at whatfreshhell.supportingcast.fm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Margaret. And this is Amy. And today we're talking about the worst jobs we ever had. Not parenting. I will say, love yeah, parenting. parenting is not my worst job, but I will say that all the jobs that I've had that are not podcasting with Amy Wilson have kind <laughs> of stunk. Like, I, I mean, Horrible. I'm glad this isn't called the best jobs they've been horrible basically I mean even the jobs I kind of wanted I mean I laugh all the time that there's an old joke in freelance writing where it's like oh my god I gotta get a job oh my god I gotta get a job and then you get a job and it's like I don't want to write something and that's kind of how I always felt about like I would get a job and be like write the Bratz movie that sounds like a terrible thing right to have right to do. it sounded like I would a have great to do idea it. until it happened yeah yeah like I it. wanted a job so badly Amy what was your first ever job I actually know the answer can I can I play I know Amy Wilson so well sure sure you were a 13 year old church secretary correct I was I was was 14 but yes when I was 14 years old and this was not my worst job I loved this job I worked three days a week after school uh, at the church rectory, I'd answer the phones starting at like four o'clock because the other secretary was going home at five. She was, you know, putting the cover over her typewriter and stuff. And then <laughs> the dust jacket over the typewriter, yeah. people. And so I would, this I would is track oldie timey days. I would track who gave what for the collection. And, and during Catholic mass, they pass around like a basket at one point and collect. You don't give money once a year; you give money sort of every week. And I would track that, which is a lot for a fourteen-year-old. And I also typed the bulletin that you get every Sunday. Like I can't believe they had me in charge of the stuff. And then I answered the phone and I answered the door. And I uh, and the priests had a cook come in and cook for them, like a really, um, not, not a chef, she was like a really good cook, a woman who lived like down the street. She'd come in and cook, and I would have like gourmet meals with the priests who were, it was just like having like six grandfathers. They like, they wanted to know everything about my, what was going on at school, who said what to who, they'd come to see me in plays and bring me flowers. Like it was, it was like the best job ever. Do you remember what your salary was at this job? $3 an hour. <laughs> Yeah, Three I was going to say that tracks. Dollars. I remember having a babysitting job once and I babysat all the time and I made $2 an hour as a babysitter. And I once went 
for seven hours to someone's house. Like it was like four in the afternoons. I played with the kids all afternoon. Then I made them dinner. Then I hung out with them until I got them down, gave them baths, put them down at whatever, 11 o'clock at night. And I definitely remember the parents coming in and handing me $14 cash (gasps) and thinking, this isn't it. Whatever's going on, this isn't it. Like $2 an hour, I I don't know what I was ever thinking. What a ridiculous rate of pay. I mean, it was like the 80s. I mean, but $14, like I couldn't even buy a top at Limited Express. Like what was I doing with my life? And I definitely... (laughs) At that point, was like I got to get out of the game. Like this I wasn't this. I don't know a lot about economics, but I know that fourteen dollars after the amount of harrowing work I have put in chasing around three kids for seven straight hours, this is not worth it. I was just thinking about this yesterday. Like being an old deluxe has its privileges, right? I was listening to um, it was it was an episode of Maintenance Phase, and they were talking about how. Um, Elizabeth Taylor, okay, so I won't get too off track, but Elizabeth Taylor was a child movie star and she was making $15,000 a year for Warner Brothers. But one of the hosts was like, so I looked this up, that's actually $660,000 in today's cash. So she was actually like fabulously wealthy. I'm like, but was she though? Like did $15,000 ever sound like a lot of money? Like sure, $2 when we were kids is worth like maybe $12 now or I, I know who knows, but Two dollars still sounds like two dollars, doesn't it? Like it, it sucks now and it sucks. Yeah, in it's the a 80s. great point. You can if you want to quit the podcast and pursue a PhD in economics, I feel I would read this thesis statement. Like cause two dollars, yeah, I would like to know, like in nineteen eighty five, what is two dollars in today's money? It it, it it can't be that much. Maybe it's five. No. I don't know what it is, but it wasn't enough to buy anything I wanted. Fourteen dollars. Yeah. So I got out of the game and I I moved on up to um, Baskin Robbins Scooper. Okay. And was floors. that a, a best or worst job you've ever had? Which side of the fence is that? It on? was a neutral job. It wasn't a great job. It was easy. I always like, as you know, interacting with strangers and weirdos. And so I like (laughs) a customer-facing job in a weird way. What's your deal? And I was, whatever, 17. So nobody really like screamed or yelled at me. And there was always a manager on duty. So I didn't have a lot of like, if there was trouble, it was someone else's problem. My only job was basically like scoop the ice cream. You have 31 um, flavors, and it wasn't your problem if, if there were only 29 flavors that day. Just, like, look at the board. It's not, it's not your fault. And, and also talk to the manager. Like, I'm, I'm 16. <laughs> Who's here? Like, I don't know anything. <laughs> right, right. right. I um, did get into making ice cream cakes. I can still write on my kids. I was, I mean, the funny thing about having a job when you're a kid is sort of like, we've talked about this, like, when does the mom come? Like, Mm-hmm. You think that there's like an artisan in the back who writes happy birthday, Amy, on the cake, right? Like they're not just going to hand me, a rando 16-year-old, the piping bag and be like, start writing happy birthday, Amy. Like certainly that's a skilled labor job that you outsource. No, they just handed me the piping bag and they were like, do your best. Oh my gosh. So writing happy birthday, Amy was my job. And I got, I took a lot of pride. I would put the little flowers on. I mean... I, I I know my way around a piping bag at this point. That just reminded me, like it just awakened a like terrible job memory. You know the things that I've repressed from the terrible <laughs> jobs I've had. As a as a struggling actor, I had I had many. You know I had like two jobs a sure. week, and they'd be random. And I did all kinds of of um, of stuff. And th- this uh, the 
birthday cake decorating thing. I just remembered this. I was working for a company doing sort of like live performances, like, you know, Santa and malls kind of shows. And sometimes I was in the shows and sometimes it was like, can you please call the mall of Utica and see what time they want us to be there. And can you type this rider? Like I just was doing it all. And at some point we were doing a live the glamour event. glamour of show business. Right, people. the glamour of show business. And at some point we were preparing for a live event and and the woman who I was working for is like, you do calligraphy, right? And like I had done calligraphy as in like my parents brought me a calligraphy pen for Christmas. Like, Let me just give you again. Here's a moment. Here's a way back machine. Every kid, every female child in the 80s did calligraphy. Calligraphy, every right. One. Right, every single one. Calligraphy right. pen, and then you would get a book where you would trace the letters in calligraphy. Yeah. So yes, I... Yeah. I, I really made some unsightly wedding invitations in the day because my mom would be like, Meg does calligraphy. calligraphy. And then, right. yeah, like, let me kind tell you. Of. Right, it was no, like bullet journaling. Just because you own the pen doesn't mean you do calligraphy, people. So they handed me the pen and it was for, I remember, I'm, I'm remembering more as I'm telling the story. It was for the Waldorf Astoria. I remember this because, uh, here's a trivia for you. It's actually the Waldorf like equals Astoria. It was back then. It was two lines, two hyphens mm. on top of each other, like an mm. equal sign. Waldorf equals Astoria. The and I had to do calligraphy and so yeah so I'm doing it I'm doing like filling out certificates and whatever with people's names and I remember like this is not going well like I'm doing I I am relying on my old mediocre calligraphy distant you know decade old abilities trying desperately to awake them and knowing it's not going well and then the look on my boss's face when I handed those certificates to her and she was like, I thought you did calligraphy. I'm like, I, I, I did. <laughs> I did do calligraphy. I'm eager to please. You're like, look at the clock, lady. It's the 1980s. Everybody does calligraphy. It doesn't oh, mean we're good at it. God, no, this was more like 2012. It wasn't 2000. No, it was probably like 1995. Like I definitely like, hadn't thought about this in several years at this point. Oh boy, I overpromised. So that was one of the worst jobs. Yeah, I, I also got roped into doing yeah some wedding invitations, and there was a complicated. Do you remember this? You take a ruler and like in pencil, you would draw the calligraphy lines because you needed a top and a bottom and a dotted middle. Sure, line. sure. And let I me tell remember. you, it these were unsightly. Then I would erase the lines in the calligraphy. I mean, some poor bride was cried herself to sleep when she saw these invitations that I did. We don't usually <laughs> focus on learning in the bonus episodes, but one thing you should take from this is if someone says they do calligraphy, ask follow-up questions. <laughs> ask to see an example right. of their work. Right, because right, they might be, this is they the worst job you ever had episode, worst calligraphers we yeah. ever were. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was my big high school job was um, I did make really outrageous like Sundays and cakes for my friends who came in. Mm. I trust once tried to make a cake that had all 31 flavors didn't turn out great because you've got to you, you don't want the sorbet right next to the mint chocolate chip like it doesn't actually taste good no. but I did it just a sample of our bonus episode to hear the entire thing go to whatfreshhell.supportingcast.fm and sign up for what fresh hell plus today Margaret, it's an exciting news day. 
An exciting news day indeed, Amy. A few years ago, we launched our first spinoff podcast, Toddler Purgatory, hosted by the hilarious Blair Brooks and Molly Lloyd. And guess what? Now, Blair and Molly are back with their all-new podcast, Unsticking It. You know Blair and Molly as two busy moms and actors, and somewhere between potty training and the pandemic, they both felt like they lost their creative kaboom. In their new podcast, Unsticking It, they are going to talk about how all of us can get back to what lights us up after motherhood. Amy, I need this. Me too. And Blair and Molly will be talking to fellow imaginative minds. We're talking actors, artists, and creators of all kinds about how we can all unstick ourselves from whatever muck we're stuck in. Follow, subscribe, and listen to Unsticking It wherever you get your podcasts. That's Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life stucks. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. 